KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Jim Melward. Some good news in the fight against COVID 19, as Merck says their COVID antiviral pills have been very successful in clinical trials. So successful that basically they've been told to put in for an emergency use authorization from the FDA ASAP. That means it does still have to clear the FDA, but I talked to doctors Angie Nicholas and Darren Marinas with Einstein Medical Center about what these pills would do and what that could mean in the fight against COVID. As you'll hear, they say basically they're potential game changers. I'm Angie Nicholas. I'm the chief medical officer at Einstein Medical Center Montgomery. I am Darren Marinas. I'm a clinical faculty at Einstein Medical Center in the Department of Emergency Medicine. All right. Uh, just start off with a, a kind of general question of, of what is this? Uh, what's a, a COVID antiviral pill and what's a, kind of what hole does it fill? So the, the pill is called um, Molnupiravir. It is a, um, is a pill that you take twice a day for five days at the onset of COVID symptoms. And it is currently studied by Merck. They made some, some scientists made some recommendations to Merck to actually stop the phase three clinical trials because of the benefit that was seen in treating patients at the onset of symptoms that had risk factors for COVID. The trial was supposed to be 1,500 participants in a double-blinded prospective trial. That's how you want your trials to be. Mm -hmm. And this thing stopped at about 775 enrollees because the uh, results were so good. The antiviral is very interesting. It's a a nucleoside analog that promotes error production in uh, reproduction of the the RNA. Uh, So essentially prevents the reproduction of the virus once it infects individuals. So it's probably going to be key that it's uh, given to patients early on in their course. Now, people who got the drug, uh, got got the drug within five days of randomization. It was a five-day course. Uh, and like, like we were talking about, the results were so good with decreasing hospitalization and death by 50% in the treatment group uh, that they stopped the study early. And it's a phase three trial. So right now they're asking for emergency use authorization, like we did with the vaccine, um, because the benefit was so uh, was so dramatic. Um, and then you know eventually they will. We suspect that they would go for for permanent approval. Yeah, they're definitely going to file for an EUA, and they've actually. I think Merck has already started to produce large quantities of the drug in anticipation for um, uh, distributing it. So this, this, this drug is really potentially extremely beneficial. We have nothing in an outpatient setting that we can give COVID patients currently. This, this study was specifically targeted to mild and moderate COVID patients. Uh, typically, we really do not have treatment options for them. And it seems to significantly decrease um, you know, hospitalization and death. Now, there are uh, monoclonal antibodies. These are very difficult to deal with and to, uh, to administer. Uh, this is this would be a much easier solution, which is a, a antiviral pill uh, like Tamiflu, but uh, but uh, frankly, better than Tamiflu. This this kind of fills a hole. There's the, the monoclonals are are helpful, but not the best. This would kind of go into that spot. Yeah, this would be an outpatient treatment of mild to moderate COVID, which we have really. We've monoclonal, it's possible to treat with that, but these are logistically difficult to deal with. 
uh, this would be much easier and uh, I think more ubiquitous. Okay. So this will be a more common treatment that you will just like when I see patients in the emergency department, I'll say you have mild COVID, you're within five days of onset or whatever the time period they decide eventually is. And here you go. Here's your pills. Take these for five days, twice a day. Again, the nice thing, is, as we mentioned, is it's, it's oral. So the monoclonal antibodies are IV. And that's, that sets up a whole layer of difficulty for patients in getting an infusion where we, as Darren said, you know, and I'm a family practice physician. So, you know, we send a prescription to the pharmacy and then the patient, the patient will just take it on their own at home, uh, much more efficient. And definitely, you know, as, as we all look to making it easy for patients, this, this will make it much easier for our patients to actually get the medicine, be able to take it. What you guys are describing is, uh, for, for lack of a better way to put it, it, it's a game changer, it sounds like. Yes. I, I yes. think so. I think so. You know, as Darren said, we don't really have any treatments for mild to moderate. You just sort of had to suffer through. And then we would provide symptomatic treatment for patients. You know, if they had asthma and a, a lot of a cough, we would, you know, give them medicines to help with that. But but this really, um, I actually found the statistics, this actually really reduced um, hospitalization and death from 14.1% to 7.3%. So as Darren said, it cut it in half by 50%, which is, I think, pretty dramatic um, and probably the best news we've heard in a long time, especially against the Delta variant, which you know we're most concerned about right now. We, we've gotten used to some pretty astronomical numbers, the 95, 98% from, from, the, uh, uh, from vaccines. Explain 50% and how that is that, that people might hear that and be like, oh, well, it's only 50%, if you know what I mean. I don't, I don't mean to belittle it, but just, just kind of. Sure. Well, I mean, if you think about if you have um, 100 people and 14 of them would end up in the hospital, now you have 100 people and seven of them would end up in the hospital. That's half of the number that would have ended up in the hospital. So, I, you know, and if you're that one that didn't end up in the hospital or your loved one, you know, your mom who, um, you know, maybe has some lung issues or something. I think that's, that's a big deal. And, and yep. it doesn't prevent the need for the vaccine though, because the vaccine prevents a lot of illness that patients could potentially get. It's not a hundred percent, but what we've also seen and what we've also heard is that getting the vaccine does help to prevent a lot of the serious signs and symptoms of illness. This would be another thing on top of that, that could be used. Would you use this with the vaccine? So I'm vaccinated. I come in, I'm not feeling good. You say you have COVID here, take these pills. Would you do both? Yes, yes, you would use this because this is different from the vaccine, okay? The vaccine is extremely effective in preventing death and hospitalization. It creates your immune, to, it beefs up your immune system so you can fight COVID. Now, if you get infected and the virus is reproducing within you, this medication will be effective. So you would give this to ostensibly to People who have never been vaccinated, people who've been vaccinated get breakthrough infections. It works actively to prevent the reproduction of the virus. So these are two different areas where these vaccine and medications work. Vaccines work to create immune response within your body and to uh, create antibodies against spike proteins, for example, to prevent uh, you from getting infected, ideally, or if you do get get infected, then you don't become severely infected because your immune system already knows how to hunt and kill the virus. The antiviral medication works to decrease replication of the virus. So even if you get infected, 
uh, and be, and have a breakthrough infection, it would still be uh, effective in preventing replication of virus within you. It's a layered approach, right? We have multiple layers now. We have we have vaccine, we have social distancing, mask wearing indoors, which is super important still. And, and now we have another we have another weapon here, another layer, which is antiviral treatment. Right. The, the goal of all of this is to prevent hospitalization and death. Um, and, you know, what we continue to see is those patients that come into the hospital are still very, very ill. And um, if we can prevent you from getting to the hospital, you have a very, very good chance of, of surviving without, without significant complications. But if you get into the hospital, then, you know, your chances decrease. And so our goal is to prevent you from getting into the hospital. And this treatment is not for in the hospital. This treatment is an outpatient treatment for mild to moderate symptoms. When somebody calls you, Angie, and says, I, I took a test at home, it was positive. Do you, would you require more than that? Uh, would that be enough? Um, and Darren, would, would you need a test or would you be able to tell just from seeing them? I, I guess, simple question. Do you, need yeah, to get, yeah. do you need to have a positive test before you're giving people these pills? Yeah, for sure. I would want a positive test um, there right now. It's really um, it's, it's a little complicated. Patients that we didn't think have COVID have COVID and patients that we're sure we have COVID are testing negative. So I do want a positive test, but but I think um, we're all trying to be very practical about it. If somebody does a, a test at home, I, I'm going to have to believe you're not going to call me and lie about the test. You know, I, I think I think patients are, you know, a, appropriately concerned and are, for the most part, follow, following all the appropriate protocols. So if you call me and say you have a positive test, I'm going to, you know, when the when the drug is available. So I just want to be clear, you know, Darren said earlier, you know, Merck is gearing up. Does it just because they're gearing up doesn't mean the drug is available yet. Um, and the emergency use authorization hasn't been approved yet. So the emergency use authorization will be approved. Then the drug will be released. It probably takes a, probably about two weeks to get that supply chain going to the pharmacies. Everyone will want it. So then there'll be a shortage. Um, and, you know, in about a month or so, I think we'll probably have, you know, have uh, a lot more of, you know, widespread accessibility to the new, to the new drug after the emergency use authorization is approved. So, yeah, they, once the, they're going to they're gonna submit likely in the near future. And typically these EUAs take about four weeks. So uh, once they submit, it should be about four weeks for an yeah. yeah. within four weeks. Right. Yeah. And then and then it's going to be supply. I mean, heck, we've dealt with a lot of supply chain issue uh, issues lately, as everybody knows. So then it's going to be a matter of getting the drugs out to the pharmacies and supplying everybody. And I think the initial question was whether we'd like a, a positive test before we uh, give the drug. Yeah, ideally, we would definitely like a, a positive test. Uh, but we still have to wait a little while for test results to come back. Uh, other than doing rapid COVID, it takes about, uh, you know, 24 hours to get a test result. Uh, so as uh, physicians, we use our pretest probability of COVID. We, you know, our, our assessment uh, and then, uh, you know, then we, we put the test into the uh, kind of equation there to figure out whether or not the patient has, has COVID. Uh, so it's a judgment call sometimes. But yes, we would be prescribing this drug. Angie, you mentioned this, but but there's a window for the for this for this medicine, and it closes. So people have to be aware that that you can't wait until you're coming in. Can you explain that? Yeah. So um, just like with Tamiflu, um, you know the the antivirals typically work best when given within the first five days of symptoms, and that's the way that or that uh, that Pfizer is going to make the recommendation for the authorization uh, application when they do that. 
So the expectation is that you'll that the best benefit for patients is is starting that drug within five days of symptoms. You know, again, like we always use judgment and sometimes we, you know, go a little bit either way. But, you know, the earlier you come to your to your family doctor or to your other treatment facilities that you're going to your emergency department, you know, or urgent care, the, the better. So, Jim, think about it as, uh, you know, this drug inhibits viral replication and the, the most bang for the buck is early on, as early as you can, giving these antivirals. Tamiflu, which is a neuramidase inhibitor, does a similar thing uh, with influenza. And uh, so the, the quicker you can, you can inhibit the reproduction of virus, the better. Uh, if you're down the road already and the patient's had lots of viral load and already the inflammatory reaction, uh, you know, of, from the virus, which is a lot of the uh, comorbidity or the morbidity rather of the disease, uh, then you're kind of too late. You missed your window. Uh, the best time to hit it with this is when it's starting to reproduce in your body. And one more time for the cheap seats, just to make sure that this gets through, that uh, this does not mean, uh, oh, now there's there's pills I can take. I don't need the vaccine. No, absolutely not. Because the vaccine is extremely, extremely effective at preventing hospitalization and death and is the best thing you can do to protect yourself. Now, this is kind of like a, what do I do now if you got infected? How can I decrease my chances of being hospitalized or dying? Well, now you have pills. But is as I said, it's not a absolute, it's not a panacea. It doesn't drop your risk of hospitalization to zero or death to zero. Uh, it's just a, a, another, another weapon. So certainly vaccination is the best thing you can do to uh, prevent uh, a significant disease or death. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app. You can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Jim Melwort. We'll have another episode soon.